Welcome back to the Dynasty Digest, where we give you a consumable Dynasty perspective. I'm Jake. I'm joined, as always, by Tim. We're going to be hijacking the Digest every single week from Skylar and Wyatt throughout the offseason to give you all a bonus episode where we discuss players that we feel are misvalued, either over or undervalued, on Keep Trade Cut, which is a crowdsource calculator and rankings tool. But before we dive into those players, we got to roll that in. It's the hearts of a lot of fantasy players. I like it a lot, honestly. I like I'm I'm in for death taxes and the 2022 wide receiver class. I like what you were saying, Skylar. N- no player is completely untouchable. I think you guys really. I had not. I have not really heard this yet. I listen to a lot of pods, and I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed. Before we jump in, in case you guys missed it, we are officially sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. For anyone unfamiliar, Underdog is our favorite website for best ball drafts and is a great way to itch that draft fix. First time users can sign up with code JWB and receive a deposit match of up to $100. Also, we launched our Patreon. That's going to be in the description down below. So make sure you check that out for all of the exclusive content that we offer uh, and all the fantasy support and news that we will be pushing out through that platform moving forward. And then 90% of you are not subscribed. So make sure you subscribe with notifications on so that you don't miss any of our full shows and like this video if you like this video you might as well hop into our discord as well while you are down there there's over 400 people in there talking football every single day so it's a great resource um, not just to get our opinions but to get the opinions of our community as well and without further ado who's miss price on keep trade cut this week timmy i'm going with another buy this week i think it's it's a lot more actionable of an of an item to tell you who to target instead of telling you who to trade away because you may not have the players to trade away, and it's more likely that you have more trade partners with the guys that we're telling you to buy. So my buy this week is actually going to be Keenan Allen. He's wide receiver 44 on keep trade cut. He's my personal wide receiver 33. A big important aspect to really understand when, when we're talking buys on this show is that we're most of the time is going to be buying points. You're looking for those performers that are undervalued. We're not looking at it from a reconstruction aspect of or like a, some sort of rebuild where we're looking for big jumps in potential um, rankings in the future. Um, the reason why I bring this up is because last week we were, I was talking about DJ Chark and I had a discussion with someone about uh, Sky Moore being uh, undervalued and potentially going much higher, but that could be an option, but I'm going to go more or less with the chance that I'm trying to win a championship and I want the points as much as possible. And Keenan Allen falls right into that, that bucket for me. A um, few comparables when we're talking players around him in, in both value and rank on KTC. Gabriel Davis, uh, Wandale, Wandale, Juju, Skymore, Mooney, Dalbs, a 23-second Jimmy G, and Brian Robinson. So all replaceable players who are going to produce less than Keenan Allen most likely. And even if we talk about, oh, Keenan Allen has an injury history or or he got injured last year, there's that threat. There's always the threat that anyone can get injured at any time. But what we're looking at is that Keenan Allen produces at a high level when he's playing above any of those players that are listed by a fair margin. Just for example, last year, he still averaged 8.9 targets per game, which was ranked 11th in the uh, in the NFL. His average from 2017 to 2021 was 9.6, so it's just below his average. And it stays pretty consistent when you actually look at receptions per game. He was at 6.6 last year where it remained from 6.6 to 6.7 or 7 for the last five to six seasons. So we, we saw no drop-off when he was playing. Something as well, just to compare the 
top 36 and the top 36 per uh, game average last few seasons. Last year, um, targets per game was 5.8. The year before was 5.2, 6.2, and 6.6. So he's a full two to three targets per game higher than just the top 36 wide receivers. And then the on the average per game scores, it was 8, 8 6.7, 6.2, and 7.6. So he's still above those, those players that are just doing it based on average alone as well. And then seasonal uh, points per game. Last year, he was 12th at 6. Uh, seasonal average points per game. He was 12th at 16.3, 12th at 16.1, 7th at 17.3, and 8th at 16.3. So there's been literally zero drop-off. Only thing that's dropped off is the price. We saw a major reduction in price going into the end of the um, end of the fantasy season last year due to the fact that he's now 30. He was coming off an injury, and potentially there's going to be players in the draft that go to that team. But it's not going to matter because Keenan Allen, they renegotiate his contract. He's locked in. He's going to be there for a long time. He's going to produce until he doesn't. And I'm going to be buying on that window to the point that he's probably giving me 16, 14 to 16 points per game easily. Last year, he had a 22.5% target share in games he played. It was 12.5 overall in the season due to the fact he didn't play every game. But he was 28th based on the games he played, 28th uh, in the NFL in target share. And then I wanted to just kind of talk about the change when we're looking at potential with the new offense coordinators. Um, yards per attempt, the Chargers were at 6.1 last year. Dallas was at 6.7. Yards per completion, the Chargers were at 9.2. Dallas was at 10.5. 26 touchdowns for the Chargers, 28 for Dallas. So as we're seeing with Dallas, they're going to push the ball, or with Dallas's offense last year with the coordinator that's coming over with Kellen Moore, they're going to push the ball downfield more. I expect um, potentially Austin Eckler to have less of a role and them actually to use more uh, of a, a back that does more of the inside rushes where they can use play action more often. Not saying there won't be potential for drop for dump offs to Eckler. I just think that offense is going to change and I think it's going to change vertically, which actually should help Keenan a lot because if the threat is, is there downfield, he'll be there for underneath routes and he'll be able to take advantage of that. Thus, um, helping to sustain his target share and his production. For me, any of those pieces that I listed off, I think it's so easy to buy Keenan Allen because none of those guys are ever going to match his production. You're you're buying Keenan Allen to win leagues and you're doing it at a very cheap price. Yeah, I think you made a really great point there that a lot of the times when we're telling you to buy a player, it's not necessarily because we think that there could be a crazy value jump because that's just one part of fantasy, right? Is obviously we want players who are going to increase in value and we want pieces who are going to be more valuable at the end of the year than not. But a lot of the times we're trying to be competitive at the same time. So if you can buy these points for so cheap, there's no reason not to. And Keenan Allen uh, and the guy I'm going to talk about are prime examples of we're just letting age get to us, I think, too much. Um, Keenan Allen last year, after week 11, so when he came back from injury, never finished outside the top 30 wide receivers. Not one time. Had weeks as the number one wide receiver in football. Also, had multiple wide receiver one weeks uh, overall and never finishes anything worse than a mid wide receiver too. That volume's not going anywhere. If anything, like you said, if there is less usage out of Austin Eckler moving forward, obviously they could bring in a wide receiver. Um, but some of the, a lot of those targets are going to go to Keenan Allen. He's not, he's never going to be a world beater in terms of like a freak athlete. In fact, he's like a third percentile. He's got like, yeah, third percentile, uh, 40 yard dash amongst any wide receiver that has ever, you know, uh, been compiled by player profiler. Um, but this is a guy who's, if he's on the field, he's going to get targets. He had 
uh, three games of 14 targets last year, uh, two other games of double digit targets. And really outside of when he got hurt, never had less than seven, six, seven. Like this is, this is as free of volume as you're going to find in the, the fantasy football landscape for nothing. I like, I don't like Kadarius Tony. I'm not going to finish that sentence the way I was going to start it. Um, Kadarius Tony, great athlete. It's where it ends. Gabe Davis, he can, if you let him break coverage somehow, which isn't really that hard to do because he's not, or it's easy to not let him break coverage because he's not a good wide receiver. He's never going to be an impactful piece. Wandell, maybe, but I don't hate moving off of five foot eight guys. As much as I love my short Kings, you got to diversify there. Mooney is a solid piece. That's really the only one on here that like is a super impactful piece. And then obviously Jimmy, you know, may have a good spot on your roster depending on, you know, super flex or not. But these are just, these are roster cloggers. These are flex plays. You're getting a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. He's been nothing but a wide receiver one for the past four years. It's not changing. I know he's old. I know he's about to be 31. I don't care. He's not a guy who wins with speed. He wins because he's smarter than you. He's a good route runner. He's going to find soft zones and he's going to get open. And that's just, that's where the Keenan Allen story ends for me. Like he's going to be on the football field and he's going to be open at times last year. You could see that the athleticism was not there anymore and it didn't matter. He just, he got open anyway. He's never been a yak guy. He's never been a guy who's going to get, you know, five, six, seven yards after the catch last year, he was at three yards, uh, after the catch per target in 2021, he was at 1.7. In 2020, he was at 2.9. In 2019, he was at 2.5. Like, he arguably had the best year of his career in that aspect last year and looked dusty doing it. Like, this guy's not going anywhere. Just get you some Keenan Allen if you have a halfway competitive team. Yeah, and there's a couple things that I want to reiterate is that we've already experienced the value drop-off. So if you're buying him, that means you weren't already possessing him where – uh, mid last season or even earlier earlier in the season you could sell them for a first or a future first where now i would think most people that that possess him know that i'm probably not going to be able to get a first for him either half the league is already out because they don't want to buy him because of age or because they're not competing and depending on the health of the team that he's on there may be a need to reset at that at that position which means you have the ability to buy as well as we're chasing volume because we're chasing points because we're chasing titles. The reason why Mooney is is somewhat valuable, as you brought up, as an opportunity is because he had 100, what, 147 targets uh, two years ago? Yep. So he's already shown he's capable. So what we're doing, again, is we're chasing targets. So why not chase the guy who's consistently proven? He only has three seasons in his career he didn't hit 100 targets, and they were all due to injury, and they, there were two of them. Were, that were at 89 targets. One was last year and one was, I think, like six years ago. And then one with seven targets because he got injured really early in the season. Yeah, it's it's absurd how much volume the man gets. And as we saw down the stretch last year, that's not changing. That's not going anywhere. Speaking of volume, you know who gets a lot of volume and who you also should buy for your fantasy football teams? Stevante Adams. Um, he is currently the wide receiver 17 on keep trade cut. And here are some players that you can currently, according to Keep Trade Cut, trade with probably very minimal added on or as a straight trade for Devontae Adams. Jamison Williams, who we've talked about previously on here. Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel, Tony Pollard. I have him as my wide receiver 10. He's wide receiver 17 on here. I have zero concerns about Devontae Adams moving forward. 
we as as with Keenan Allen, as we talked about last week when I talked about another, you know, aging wide receiver, quote unquote, and Tyreek Hill, we are way too ageist to elite fantasy producers. There's a reason these guys are at the level that they're at as producers, and that's just because they know the game of football better than a lot of people. I know Devontae Adams is 30, but he just posted a career high in targets. He had the second highest target share of his entire career. And Jimmy G has been pretty good at supporting fantasy assets over the past couple of years. I, I know that a lot of that is probably due to the Shanahan system. And, uh, you know, I could also bring up the fact that Jimmy G has been a better quarterback by EPA per play over the last couple of years than Derek Carr has. Like Jimmy G is an efficient football player. He knows how to run an offense. If you put him in an offense, that's not too, I don't want to say too complex, but doesn't require a lot of work out of the quarterback position. He just needs to deliver an accurate ball to his playmakers and something is going to happen. People are speculating about a role change because of, you know, Jimmy G has a lower air yards per attempt than Aaron Rodgers did, than um, Derek Carr did. Let's look real quick at Devontae Adams' average depth of target for the past three years. 11.8 last year. Pretty good. That's about the range that we want to see players in. That's far enough downfield that there's some value there, um, but it's not, you know, too deep that the, the quality decreases down there. In 2021, nine. In, which is outside of the top 65 wide receivers in football in 2020, 8.8. I know Aaron Rodgers is a great arm, but Devontae Adams is not a deep He's not a guy who's consistently beating you over the top. He's a really good route runner. He's going to get open. And then he's successful after the catch, you know, over the past three years, he's averaged over three and a half yards after the catch per reception. And when you're talking, you know, 180 targets, hundred receptions, that's 300 yards right there that are just coming after the catch. Um, as a whole, he had uh, a total or per target, sorry, not per catch. Um, so three, about three and a half yards per target. He had 528 yards after the catch last year. On top of the fact that he had 1,142 unrealized air yards. He had a bunch of throws that Derek Carr just did not connect on. And I still think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, but I'm not worried about Jimmy G in the transition there. If Devontae Adams is open, Jimmy G is going to target him like crazy. That's what he's done his entire career. He's the best route runner in football. He's been a target hog. He's still a target hog. He's a target hog in the red zone. He had the fifth most red zone targets in football and a 32% red zone target share. Like, uh, we just keep overthinking this. If you can take a Jamison Williams who's proven nothing in the NFL, has nothing to show for his profile besides a lot of speed and good draft capital, or you can have a wide receiver who has not finished outside of the top six wide receivers in fantasy football since 2017 when he was eighth. This is just an elite fantasy producer that we are like pushing off of ranking slowly and surely because of age. I know there's been good wide receivers who have come in. I bet you I'm not going to actually bet anybody here, but there's a very, very good chance that Devontae Adams score outscores almost all of the wide receivers currently ranked over him next year. We have seen him do that. Every good wide receiver that's coming that has come into the league in the last few years, Devontae Adams is likely to outscore them this year. Maybe we see a drop-off when he hits 32 two years from now, but if you're smart, you want a championship, and then you can pivot off of him for a pick because if he has another year like last year where he has 180 targets, 100 receptions, 1,500 receiving yards, and 14 receiving touchdowns, you can get a first-round pick again for Devontae Adams if you feel the need to pivot off of him. Right now, he's roughly valued, uh, just pick value-wise, at about the 106. If I could send the 106 for Devontae Adams I'm, and on a, on a semi-competitive team, I'm doing it every time. 
I'm not thinking about it. I'm not overthinking it. I'm just buying production. Give it to me. Give me them points. Stop focusing on youth exclusively for your rosters. It's great, but sometimes you just got to buy some damn points. I 100% agree with you. For a wide receiver, like you said, because you quoted points per game, right, as that is eighth. For wide receiver, we finished 3, 2, 1, 23, 3, 14, and 10 the last, what, seven seasons? Yep. There's there's a different, basically the rule of start your studs, it's a different rule for, for aging assets when it comes to premier and elite players at the wide receiver position. They don't fall off the same way. Yep. And all they all that happens is that the value drops off or the, the price drops off, I should say, where you're still getting the points. Um, perfect example, we were talking about the 106. I've been exploring opportunities to move like um earlier picks in the draft for multiple 29-year-old wide receivers and really go for like huge runs this year. Because yep. basically, if you're looking at the prices of a lot of these 29, 30-year-old wide receivers is a first round pick. Some of some managers don't really even care where they're at, especially if they're like 24 firsts. So I would explore those options too. Let's say you have a competitive team and somehow you have a, a high draft pick this year, even if it's um it's been acquired from another team based on a earlier trade or whatnot. I might explore going out and trying to get maybe one or two of these older vet wide receivers because they're going to vastly improve your starting lineup as well as push guys down in a flex positions that are usually in, in like normal assigned starting positions to specific positions like wide receiver. And it's just going to strengthen your entire squad. I agree with you. Devonte Adams could easily finish wide receiver one this year and no one would blink an eye and yeah. um, what, what wide receiver 17. So yeah, that's it's very low. Yeah. You're, you again, the age is already baked into the cost. You're not taking on any increased risk here. You are buying an elite asset who has been relatively healthy for almost the entirety of his career. His worst fantasy performance, like we said, over the last seven years would have been, it was wide receiver 12 in points per game that year. And it would have been wide receiver 12 in points per game this year. Just don't overthink it. Take whatever pick you were going to use on Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, and just send that off for Devonte Adams or Cooper Cup. He's right there too. See if you can get it for Tyreek. These guys are just going to keep scoring Stephon points. Stephon Diggs, all yeah, those guys. Like, these guys are just going to keep scoring points. If you find a, a team that sucks but somehow has Cooper Cup and Devonte Adams on that team, take 106 and your earliest to second and just send an offer. I guarantee that they take it and you have 50 points per game coming out of your wide receiver position every single week. I'd, I'd even I'd even make the argument of even if you're talking like if the if there's a team that has two aging wide receivers I'd even look at like 102 for both of them and maybe yeah. a second because if you're looking at if you don't need a quarterback and you're in a competitive setting uh, with your team if you add like a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young there's no guarantee they 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 score top 12 at the position maybe it's 17 18 points a game maybe maybe where two of those guys are going to be scoring 17, 18 points a game in your lineup. So that's definitely something I would explore and something I've actually been exploring because I have one or two in a couple leagues that I got from different trades. Uh, one of them I actually traded for with some other stuff I traded for chase this week. So there are definitely opportunities in your league to explore uh, picks for, for players that are going to outproduce the draft picks in terms of points scored in your lineup. And once again, we're trying to win, win leagues this year. 
leagues. We're not we're not just trying to gain either ROI or asset value. We're trying to win out here. So exactly. We want that money. Speaking of money, you guys want to win some more? Make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. Use that code when you sign up. Make sure you guys hop in our Discord, as we stated earlier. Um, every single week, we're, we're giving you guys a ton of content. Every Monday, we got a mock draft live stream, which is kind of like a Q&A session all at the same time um, with Skyler and typically a, a, a guest or two. Um, we have our Sunday Underdog live streams with Wyatt. You have the standard uh, Dynasty Digest every Tuesday with Skyler and Wyatt, and typically with the guest as well. The Keep Trade Cut Digest every single Thursday, and the All Things Rookie Digest on Saturday. Saturdays with Tyler. Make sure you guys check us out on Twitter as well. Uh, we tweet a lot of our uh, thoughts and uh, moves that we are going to make in the fantasy football space out there. You can find me on Twitter at Perry underscore FF. That's Perry with an A. And you can find Timmy on Twitter at Nubs with two N's and two B's, as well as all things JWB at JWB underscore FF. And you should really should subscribe because our in-season content's really fire too. Um, just for example, our, my show with, with, uh, Skylar that we do every, every week, um, for in-season content, we were 70%, around 70% accurate this year, which we targeted nobody in the top 12 or even avoided like top 18 players at positions for, for starts. And then very accurate on our sits as well as our, um, our prayers, which are basically outside top 36 players. So that'll definitely help you in season and the discord. If you want to follow us on Twitter, definitely do that. But the discord is where you're going to get like a lot of direct conversations yep. and questions answered where like, we may not have every thought posted on Twitter, but we'll definitely share our thoughts with you as well as our community inside of the discord as well. And speaking of that in season content, it's right around the corner guys draft is just a couple weeks away. So thank you for always tuning in and until next time. Yeah.